0: This is The Ed Milad Show. Welcome back, everybody. Now, today is big time. I'm talking big, big time. So when I first got into the personal development space, I was doing a lot of speaking, and I'm in this green room with a bunch of other people. I won't say who they are. And I'm like, so who's who? Who's who? who? And then one of them goes, that one over there, she's big money. And it was my guest today. Like, she is making big money. And then... I learned her story, and I'm like, no way. What a remarkable story. And I remember thinking to myself that day, that would be a cool book. Really? That would be a cool book. Turns out it's uh, kind of a book now. So my guest today is Amy Porterfield. She's got a new book out. You can pre-order if you're listening to this before February of 2023, February 21st. If you listen to it after, go get it too. But two weeks notice, find the courage to quit your job, make more money, work where you want and change the world and you kind of have done this so we're going to talk about how to do it today so welcome to the show
1: thanks so much for having me this is so fun
0: i'm fired up and uh you do make big money and um let me give you an idea guys statistically i went through something here what is it like was it how many? How many total? Forty million downloads of your podcast.
1: Yeah, the pa- podcast. I've had it for a while, but yeah. yeah, it's a big one for me.
0: But there's another stat that was nuts that I was reading about. How many clients? How many... So
1: we have helped over uh, forty thousand of my students. What? Yes, and generated about seventy million dollars in the business since we started. So can I have some? You, uh, some I money. think you got enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you didn't do this overnight. One first thing, just like advice you gave that I was surprised by we'll go back to your story. But like, you actually start out by saying like, you can start a business and not know what it is or what you're going to do. How the heck does somebody do
1: that? I know that kind of sounds crazy, but I really mean it. So here's the thing. I typically work with a lot of women and Mm -hmm. women tend to think that they have to have it all figured out before Mm -hmm. they get going. Even a lot of men, of course, too. And I feel like that stops people in their tracks. So of course you've got to have an idea and you've got to start putting some feelers out there, but a whole business plan. Absolutely not. Mm All all the details figured out, you'll never get started. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to get started even when you feel like you're not ready. Mm-hmm.
0: What's get started look like? What does somebody do? So I'm at a job, like you say, I'm in a cubicle. Yeah. You got, and we're gonna talk about some of the story too. Actually, maybe it should be through your story okay. that someone sees this. So. You're working a job, you're successful at Mm -hmm. this job, right? But like, your lifestyle is not what you want it to be. Not at all. So so was there a, was it from the very beginning you're like, I want out of here, or was there like a point where you're going, nope, I gotta get out of here so I'm with my family, I'm with my child, what was it for you?
1: Okay, so here's what happened. I was (laughs) working this really great job. I worked as the content development director for Tony Robbins. I got to travel the world with Tony, do amazing things. So he paid me well, he treated me well, it was awesome. However, there was this one meeting that changed my life here's what happened I was in the San Diego offices Mm -hmm. and I was asked to come to a meeting and I walk in and there's this big oak table and a bunch of guys are sitting at this table waiting for Tony to come in now this is humbling I was called in to take notes so I wasn't even invited to the main table I was sitting at a side table and I was called in to take notes and Tony invited these internet marketers to talk about their businesses because he was getting more into the online space with digital courses Mm -hmm. so he said come in I want to hear about your businesses. So what happened was he went around and he asked each of these guys, tell me about your businesses. We're talking, if you know, internet marketing, uh, um, Frank Kern, Jeff Walker, Evan Pagan, Brendan Bruchard, like guys we know, right?
0: Really successful.
1: And this is like, Fifteen years ago so I didn't know who these guys were. You were in that meeting I was in okay. that meeting okay. and I had no idea who the guys were but they went around and talked about their businesses and all I heard was freedom they talked about lifestyle freedom financial freedom they were calling the shots they were making things happen mm-hmm. and in that moment I thought I am NOT free like mm-hmm. these guys have absolute freedom to do what they want yeah. and it was the first time I realized in my life I'm not free I started out with a really strict dad who was my boss, like my first boss was my dad. Mm. His way or the highway, period, no Mm. questions asked. Then I got into the work world and all I had was bosses.
2: Mm.
1: And I was really good at being an employee. I love to climb the the ladder. I love mm-hmm. to get the attagirls, girls, the rewards, the promotions, mm-hmm. like I never thought about being an entrepreneur. whoa ever, but then I realized, wait a second, I don't know what these guys are doing. Have no clue, but I want a piece of it.
0: you really had no clue no
1: clue. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to create digital courses i didn't know I didn't know how they were creating things just like. From their houses, like it was so bizarre, and back then no one worked from home, right? But all these guys did. Yeah. So in that moment, I thought, I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know what they're doing, but I want a piece of it, That's and that was like my pivotal moment.
0: Wasn't there like you talk about? I think some people are like, no, I'm pretty free at my job. Eh, are you? Uh, really? Like right. you were at the story really broke my heart a little bit. You're at your someone's wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, it, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. My best friend got married yeah. and she got married in this little sleepy town in Northern California. And by sleepy, I mean no Wi-Fi anywhere. <laughs> and I was still in my corporate job. Yeah. I go to the wedding and the entire weekend I was sneaking around to cafes trying to work on this project that I needed yeah. to get done. And anywhere that there was Wi-Fi in these cafes, I'm like pounding away on my computer secretly because I didn't want her to know. And Mm -hmm. so I show up at the wedding, I think I'm being like a great friend, and we do a champagne toast and she looked at me and she said, all you do is work. Mm -hmm. And I just, even now I think about it, I'm like, you're right. And I thought no one really noticed that I was Mm -hmm. so obsessed with like grinding all the time. Mm -hmm. So that was, you would think that would be a pivotal moment that I'd kind of change things. Oh no, I went back to my corporate job and kept on grinding.
0: So what was the, was there a, turning point like this is the day i'm going to start something
1: yeah so what happened was i think that the wedding thing happened and then the meeting happened at the Robbins organization and that's when i thought i'm going to figure this out so i immediately started to think i started to think what would i do in my own business and i turned to a good friend of mine who worked for Robbins, and she was a writer and i said you're a writer you could go out and be a freelancer you could have a business I know nothing to Mm. be an entrepreneur. I've only ever known getting a paycheck from a boss. And she's like, you're crazy. There's tons of stuff you could do with this. So I started to think like, what could I do? And I did a lot of social media and I thought I I could teach this. I could create a digital course and teach social media. Mm. So that was my first plan. Mm. And what I did is I started a side hustle. So okay. I'm a big proponent of side hustles. I think they're a great way to kind of get your foot out the door, just begin. Agree. And I started to do social media for small businesses. Okay. And so that was like my little like, oh, I'm gonna see what this looks like. Yep. And I did that for about six months till I officially quit my job.
0: Okay, let me ask you about that. Yeah. Okay. Because the the purpose of this book to some extent is like, hey, chase your dream. Yep. You don't have to be ready. Don't discount yourself, right? but there's like, you guys in the book, it's very tactical. Like there's this part of the book where she goes, the mindset, the strategies, the work.
2: Absolutely. And so
0: we're gonna go there in a little bit, but I wanna, you this side hustle thing, everyone thinks, well, the way a side hustle works is, because this is the theory, what I'll do is I'll work for six months to 18 months on a side hustle. My part-time income will pass my full-time income. Right. And when that gets really cozy and comfortable, when I'm making this transition, <laughs> then I just go because yeah. there's really no risk at that point. But like 99.7% of the time, Thank that's you. not really how it ends up happening.
1: Absolutely not. So what okay. do you
0: do then? And how and that happened to you too. You probably weren't replacing your income
1: already. Absolutely not. Right. And so I started the side hustle and had a few clients and was making enough money to barely scrape by. But what happens, When you start a side hustle and you really wanna leave your job, you are already gone mentally. Like you want it bad. And I wanted it so bad, I figured. This is my first time to work when I want, where I want, how I want to work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on someone else's dime or someone else's time, like Mm -hmm. I wanted it. And that's the first thing with, if you're gonna leave your nine to five job, start your side hustle, turn that side hustle into a full-time thing, you gotta want it bad Mm -hmm. because it's gonna be painful. Mm -hmm. Like everyone starting a business, it is not easy in the beginning.
0: Do you think, Amy, I wanna interrupt you on that. I wanna ask you, do you think that's because the initial move, you have probably less freedom initially
1: Would you agree with that as an
2: overall statement? Oh,
1: absolutely. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Okay, so this is something I've been thinking about a lot. If you want to leave your 9-to-5 job and go out on your own, and we'll get back to the side hustle Mm -hmm. thing, I think that you have to be open to what I call the path of possibility, okay? And the path of possibility is, picture it as there's like these three circles. The first one is present, where you are. You're comfy, you're cozy, you're in your job, you're getting a regular paycheck, you're getting benefits. That is a comfortable situation usually. Mm -hmm. It might not be fun, you might not love it, but you're comfortable, you're safe. In order to get to possibility, you have to pass through the middle circle if you're visualizing it, which is pain. And I believe there has to be pain in order to get to what you really want. I, have you ever known anything that you wanted bad enough that it wasn't painful?
0: Yes, survive the temporary pain.
1: You have to. Yep, yep. So when I started thinking about you have to be willing to feel the pain and pass through it. That's where I came up with this concept of capacity for zero. How much capacity for zero do you have? And what I mean by that is, are you willing to burn it all down? Are you willing to make less money, start with zero people on social media, start with a business that you're not even sure if it's going to work, maybe have a side hustle a little bit, but like Mm -hmm. you said, it's not... Filling up your full-time income yeah and so this capacity for zero Gosh. how willing are you to start again start mm. from scratch mm. and I look back and I think my capacity for zero was very high I wanted it bad mm. and that helped immensely and it's helped me with tons of stuff that I've started since I started the I business. love this
0: capacity for zero because to our former point that I interrupted you on <laughs> was because I just think what you just said is so compelling is that it's not, it it very well might be zero. Meaning if you're making $9,000 a month and you've got a side hustle for six to 18 months, the likelihood that you're consistently making that same $9,000 and not being on some roller coaster of ups and downs or just no ups yet is pretty likely, right? So what did you do? How did you navigate that?
1: So what I did is I thought, okay, I am going to get just a few clients to pay the bills enough. Okay. And, and I had a husband who, at the time, Hobie, my husband, was becoming a firefighter, so he wasn't making a lot of money. So we were in a, a place mm-hmm. that it was a little dicey. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to save a bunch of money before I leave my corporate job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a bunch of money with these clients, then I'll leave. But I think I realized I wanted freedom so bad, I realized that it was time for me to go out on my own, mm-hmm. that I thought, if I wait much longer, I'm going to lose the nerve and I'm never going to do it. So what I teach people is you got to choose your exit date. No matter what, come hell or high water, you're leaving on this date. And so I looked at the calendar, and at that point it was about six months out. I chose the exit date, put it on a Post-it, put it on my mirror, and every single day I looked at that date. And I said, I'm doing this no matter what. Now, when you remind yourself every day that you're doing it and you visualize yourself going out on your own, being your own boss, you start to embody it. What decisions do I need to make today to make this happen? How do I need to show up to make this happen? Mm -hmm. Who do I need to reach out to or get support from? Mm -hmm. So every day I was looking at this date. And so as it got closer and closer, I realized I'm going for it. I don't have a savings. Mm -hmm. I I didn't have it at all. And I was maybe making a fourth of what I was making at Robbins. So it wasn't a lot, Mm -hmm. but I said, screw it. I'm going to do this. See,
0: uh, this book is so good and you're so good by the way being in your presence now like to be able to share this hour with you uh i think success has an energy to it and and it, i'm overwhelmed i mean a lot of people have sat in that seat i'm overwhelmed by your energy and your capacity to communicate these thoughts in a way no one's ever sat there has before. And by the way, no one's ever said this kind of truth on the show either on this topic. Yeah, um, Because that is the real of how you're gonna leave something. The funny thing about it is that decision that you just stated about, look, in six months, this is the place, I put it up on my mirror in the bathroom. That's the first decision towards freedom. Yes, The bondage part is negotiating it. When this, when this, when this, when this. Call the shot if you're ready to do it. Call the shot. That's the first free. People think massive commitment is a lack of freedom. It's the reverse. Once you've completely committed that there are no other options, that's the beginning of freedom for you because you have no choice but to execute. So I love that. Hey, guys, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match, where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours. And you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers on my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/mylet. Just go to indeed.com/mylet which is m-y-l-e-t-t right now and you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great by the way. indeed.com/mylet. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need Indeed. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started the show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers. They convert. Their checkout's 36% better than all the leading competitors. And I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com mylet, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash mylet now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mylet. Now, let's go do a couple of things that you say in here because this is a content heavy book. Yeah. And the reason you've become successful, I believe, in what I'll call digital or online marketing is because the content's good. Now, the first question, I'm going to go to the top five things in a minute that you navigate that are boss traps. But before we do that, I think people are listening to this and they go, I want the freedom. I don't want to continue to do what I'm doing. I probably could foster the courage and the guts to make this decision if I had a little bit of a runway, if I had the six months you had. But I have no value. Mm -hmm. In other words, and I know you struggle with this too. What would I teach people? Like if I knew a bunch of stuff that was incredible. I would probably already be doing this. So, right. and I think people undervalue their experience, their life experience or their capacity to teach things. Yes. But what would you say to them?
1: I'd say all you need is a 10% edge and this is something I teach my students over and over again so the 10% edge is this you definitely need to have gotten results for yourself or somebody else let's not create a business around something that you're not good at or you haven't seen results so out of integrity you want to create a business around somewhere that you can get other people results but that might mean you start with the results you've gotten for yourself so where have you gotten results for yourself or somebody else in your personal life or business life and it could be things like this Like I teach people how to create digital courses. Mm -hmm. So some of my students, they have lost 100 pounds and they did it on their terms how they knew was going to work for them now they're teaching other people how to do the same mm. and so she, one of my students I'm thinking of Katrina she lost 100 pounds as a busy female physician mm. other female physicians are like how did you do that yeah. our lives are crazy we're working night shifts or grabbing snacks yeah. she's like here's what I did for me mm. let me teach you mm. that is good enough you've got to start somewhere See. my fear is people are sitting there listening they're sitting on a gold mine of results they've gotten for themselves and they think it's not good enough exactly it's not big enough
2: Yep, exactly. and
1: that's the number one thing that I think are stopping most people from starting their own businesses mm-hmm. so think about where you've gotten results you just need the 10% edge which means you got to be 10% ahead of those that you serve mm-hmm. like Ed you've done so many things but if you said Amy there's this one thing I did really well let me show you how I've done it yep. I'm just gonna follow your roadmap yep so if you're willing to give your roadmap away you can start a business with that
0: so good Amy because you know that even when I started this, I was very late to all this. And it wasn't just because I wasn't into it. In my own case, I was yeah. like, why would anybody want to listen to me?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. I want everyone to hear that. Yeah. Ed Milet just said that. Yeah. Like, everyone feels that way. It's
0: true. I don't think no, no matter what you've done, you're like, well, yeah, but the other people have done that or someone else could do it. Or I don't even know if I know how to explain it yet. Or, But once I got intentional, like, no. And, and by the way, where it came from for me, and I already see this all over you, is like, I actually wanna serve people first. Yes. And, and uh, because I wanted to serve, I'm like, now I really wanna be able to articulate the things that I've done. And there is a few things that I've learned. Like, there's a guy in my program, he's a CPA. You know, and he's like, what, what would I do with C?" Actually, he now teaches CPAs and he actually does tax advice and yes. he has courses and he has a program. And he was like, I'm just a CPA. No, you're a really great one and you do some stuff nobody else does or you just do it better than they do it.
1: Yes. And he's built a business, but I could see people going, well, I'm just to this or I'm just to that. That's not the way it works. It's not. I love that you brought up a CPA. I have a student who he also is a CPA and he got interviewed on someone's podcast. He thought, I'm just going to put myself out there, try a few things. And so he was interviewed on a podcast and all the questions were from Amazon and Etsy sellers and eBay, all about taxes, right? How do I protect myself when I'm selling online? And the questions kept coming and coming in. And he thought, there's something here. Yeah. And he ended up quitting his job working for someone else, building digital courses and programs around helping these resellers, online resellers, and his business has exploded. So and it's like if he didn't put himself out there maybe to get interviewed, that would have never came. Oh my so, gosh, you're
0: so, that's why you have to start. So yeah. here's, why, here's why you're so amazing with what you're saying. So that's I right. had business success and I was a speaker. So I'm like, well, when I get out there, I thought my edge was gonna be, and it ended up being like entrepreneurial advice and personal development in the mind. But actually, what got me traction when I started with something, I had no idea. I started to do videos online, and people were like, hey, for your age, you're really fit. What's your (laughs) nutritional program? That's
1: what my husband wanted to know. He's like, can you talk to him about (laughs) all the muscles? But isn't
0: it bizarre? So, like, all of a sudden, the stuff that hit, I was like, I did a podcast on, like, this is what I eat. These are the supplements I take. This is my training. That was the one that took off. And then it led into the other windows for me. So you're 20 trillion percent right on this. So the 10% edge is a huge thing. Yes. What about this? The keys to set up your business to avoid trading your time for money. What are some of the keys? So, okay, I go, all right, I got it. I'm going to do this in six months. What do I do? Like, what do I do? And this is why your work is so good because a lot of people that are in this space are very theoretical. And I love theory. I love philosophy, but I can't theorize or philosophize my way, that's not a real word, but it'll work, (laughs) you all know what I mean, my way (laughs) to actually starting this business. So okay, I wanna do this, what is some stuff I need to be doing right now?
1: Okay, so first, before we get into some of the strategy, you do need to understand your why. Why is it important to you? Mm -hmm. Why do you wanna do it? And we talk about this a lot through a lot of stuff we do. You better know. You've gotta know, right? You know, we have a mutual friend, Mel Robbins, Mm -hmm. and one time she had me write down Uh, five things I wanted in every day for 30 days what are the five things I want and I thought oh this is easy
0: she loves fives she
1: loves fives and Mm -hmm. by like the third or fourth day I really struggled with coming up with new things and I realized I wonder how many people don't know what they really really want Mm -hmm. like ultimately what's important for them Mm -hmm. so if you're gonna quit your nine-to-five job where there's security and safety and go out on your own where there's tons of risk you better know your why Mm -hmm. what do you want and why does it matter Mm -hmm. so we always start there I get into that in the book a a lot because it's important. It's huge. But it's so important, right? Mm-hmm. But from there, you want to talk about some of the strategies, and yeah. tactical things you got yeah. to do? Yeah. OK. So the first thing is, I think it's important that people focus on their content. And by content, back in the day, I didn't even understand what that meant in this kind of setting. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of make it clear. It's. What you're going to create, what's your original messaging out there? Mm. And I tell my students, I want you to be creating a blog post, or blog, yes. or a podcast, yes. or a video show, yes. even before you're ready to make money. You could yeah. do this on the side when yes. you have a nine-to-five job. Yes. And this is something that most people won't do, though. The mm. fact that you're creating a show every single week, you've got content coming out. It's easier said than done, but it makes a huge, huge difference, huge. right? Huge. Yes. We look at all our peers that are doing great, making big money. They all have something that they're creating every single week so you got to start out with original content so I always say let's not do like a podcast once a month and then maybe make a video and Mm -hmm. a blog let's just choose one Mm -hmm. and go all in Mm -hmm. I love a podcast Mm -hmm. I think it's easiest to get started and all the other platforms can pick you up and start pushing you out there if you do it right
0: so right right you know the number one thing those of us with podcasts uh, worry about guys especially when the podcast is middle or small size guests you'd be surprised how many podcasts would like to have you on as a guest had you created any content to validate yourself yeah i I just want to go back like if you just created some content it's got seven views on youtube it's got nine views on your blog but you have actually validated content that you've created i'm telling you there are literally millions of small to mid-sized podcasts who would love to have you on because right now it's We're recording this on a Wednesday. They're like, who am I having on next Tuesday? You'd be surprised how many of them would love your email. You're not gonna get on my show or Rogan yet. But if you do well on those shows, yes. then you've got evidence to get on the bigger show and the bigger show and people don't get this stuff. So you're a billion percent right. on. I that.
1: think I think pitching yourself to podcasts is the number one thing everyone should be doing if you want to put yourself out there. Absolutely.
0: Saying. No one teaches this. No, you're right. it's like you're so right.
1: important. Yep. And it's one of the easiest things. You're right. People need guests. Yep. So that's how you start. And, and also when you get interviewed on people's podcasts, you start kind of working out your content like. <laughs> (laughs) what you're talking about your frameworks how you want to say it you gotta get out there I think the the biggest thing the theme of the book is not being afraid to put yourself out there, not having that fear of capacity for zero, meaning like, what if it doesn't work? What if people say no? Tons of people are gonna say no, right? But it gets so much easier. So the content thing is, I'm huge on that. I Mm -hmm. genuinely think it was my secret to success. Okay, You just
0: started being one to create. So you guys, I'll give you an example. My brother-in-law came to me, he's like, hey, I wanna do something. And he listed these other things he was great at. And I said, let me just tell you, man, what I think about you, the thing that I think about when I hear you, is I think you're the best dad I know. Mm I said that's your core competency. Now this is a this isn't a business sector; it's a dad sector. I said you're an incredible dad. And he goes, well, so what? I go, start a dad podcast. Yes, like seriously, let's do it. And I wish that he would. I, I people get that then you could get on these other things. It's it's amazing to me how people devalue what they could be creating that they're already good at. Exactly. It could even be your mental health. It could be it could be anything that you're, you're great at doing, but people devalue themselves and they don't do it. So when we go to $72 million in sales, okay? Yeah. There's, success leaves a lot of clues, mm-hmm. as your friend and mine, Tony Robbins, like to talk about. And on this why thing, I just wanna validate it and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Last night, Jamie and I were talking, our mutual yeah. friend, we were talking about Jamie currently before she got in here, before you came in, and last night, we're both on the next thing for us. Mm -hmm. And we're both like, well, why would you do that? Why? So the real work at the highest level even is your why. Like right now for me, the next five years of my life, the different things I could be doing, I'm trying to get clear on why right now at my level, what's my next why? Because these things evolve over time in your life. So that is the real work. Because if you don't really clearly know why, when resistance
1: hits, you're toast. Okay, I'm glad you just said that. I have a quick story about that. So when I started out, I wanted to create digital courses and teach people how to do online marketing, but I didn't know how to create digital courses when I went on my own, and that's why I took a bunch of clients in the beginning, which I think client work, one-on-one work is great, right? You learn so much about what you like and what you don't like and how you can help. So I decided to create my first digital course. I created it, I was so excited. I even had a small email list ready to market, and I put it out in the world, Was like crickets. No one was interested. Now, I did something where I didn't have the 10% edge. I was teaching people, I'm so embarrassed to say this, how to market a book online with social media. I had the social media down. I'd never marketed a book in my life. <laughs> Why did I do that? I was desperate. I wanted mm-hmm. to be known for it something. It
0: seemed marketable. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: um we can come back to the sweet spot, but I take people through a sweet spot and it didn't hit one of the four quadrants. We'll go back to that. Yep. So I got this course out there, it totally bombed, and I made two hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Now, Ed, I had done launches for Tony. I had done launches for other internet marketers. I thought I was making a hundred thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> and so when I
1: looked, I'm like, two hundred and sixty seven dollars, I oh. was devastated I thought I was not cut out to be an entrepreneur I'm gonna have to go beg for my job back like this is not going to work but I knew what I wanted. I wanted that freedom to work when I wanted, where I wanted, how I wanted. Yeah. So that's why, even though I was down, I was so sad and so upset, I didn't go back to my old ways because yeah. I knew my why. So I say that to say it's so important to know your why when you yeah. get kicked down. Yeah,
0: man, I gotta tell you, every part of my life's been that way. And you did, you're you about to go down a road. It's literally yes. my next question Okay, on here. good. I think the sweet spot is one of the more brilliant things I've seen taught on like, this is the thing. People are like, I wanna be free. I don't know what it is. Like, how do I know yes. what my thing is? It's the number one thing I get asked. Okay. Most people, you said, do you wanna be free? Would you like to control your time? Would you like to travel? Would you like to work from a beach? Would you like to work out of your house? Would you like to do this? Would you like to control your income? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm afraid, that's the one part we've talked about, But it is like, what is my sweet spot? And I've never had anybody teach it before until this, so go.
1: Okay, let's talk about it. So the sweet spot is different quadrants of what you wanna look at when you're thinking about, what would I create? What digital course would I create? Or membership, or mastermind, or product, whatever. So the first thing is, you have to ask yourself where you've gotten results. It's that 10% edge. So where have you gotten results? What are you good at? What do people ask you about all the time? Mm -hmm. Like, is your brother-in-law who said? he's really good at being a dad and he'll discount that like that because it's easy to him that's another thing what comes easy to you that you know is not always easy to other people so we need to start there where have you gotten results Mm. the other quadrant is What are people struggling with? Where are their pain points? When you think about who you want to work with, Mm. where are they struggling? What keeps them up at night? Mm. What are they worried about? Or on the flip side, what do they desire? What do they want? It doesn't always have to be a pain point. But you need to make sure that what you can solve is a problem people are having, okay? So that's the other thing. You wanna think about where can I solve a problem? Mm. The other quadrant is where are people spending money or time? So are there podcast episodes Episodes on the topic you want to create? Are there books written about it? Are there other courses, other memberships? If the answer is yes, that is a good thing. So we need to pause there. Okay. Someone sees someone else doing what they want to do and they're bigger and quote better at it yeah. and they think there's no room for them. Yeah. I came on the scene when I, w- I taught social media. Everyone in their brother yeah. taught social media 15 years ago. Yeah. It was like the wild west of social media. Yeah. If I looked around and thought it's already being done, I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. Mm. I don't care if it's been being done by a million people, no one can do it quite like you. There you go. Right? Yeah. So we're both in fields that are very congested. Sure. But here we are, yeah. and we are rise above because we just said we're gonna do it our way.
0: Yes. So a million percent It right. doesn't
1: matter if someone else is doing it. Yeah. Don't I always say Run your own race. Put blinders on like a racehorse. Mm-hmm. Don't look left or right. You're running your own race. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do in that quadrant. Where are people spending money? And I don't care if it's been done before. Actually, I do care. It's a great thing. Yep. The fourth quadrant is what lights you up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really good. Or one at, In the past, I've been good at Facebook ads. I used to teach it. I had a course on it. I was really good at ads. I do not want to teach Facebook ads no matter how much you pay me. So that's <laughs> not going to light me up. You have to at least love it. But let's stop there for a second. It doesn't have to be your passion, your end all, what you were put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing, Ed, that keeps people from going after starting their own businesses. They don't know what their passion is. Yes, I don't think it has to be Me your passion. Either. Me either. I'll give you a quick example. I, my bread and butter of my business is I teach people how to create digital courses. Yep. That is not my passion, teaching people how to put together a digital course. However, seeing people take what they know and turning it into freedom is absolutely what I could do all day long. Mm. So my passion is more of a feeling that I want people to have versus Mm. digital courses, but that's the vehicle. That's the vehicle. Yep. So what brings you joy? What could you talk about all day long? What does your family, they're like, enough, I've heard enough. That's a really good sign.
0: Yeah, gosh. So, hey guys, you know when I love technology and a great idea revolutionizes an old industry. And by the way, if there's an industry that needs a revolution, I think you'd agree with me. It's the healthcare industry. It's not easy to find good doctors. And by the way, good doctors that are in your area that also take your insurance. And that's why I love ZocDoc. They are revolutionizing the healthcare industry and the way you get access to doctors. ZocDoc, by the way, is Z O C D O C. Here's who they are. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Tons of different reviews on the doctors, and they're local to you. You can find out if they take your insurance. I just did it for a tear had in my shoulder. One day later, I'm in the doctor's office getting some help, getting an order for an MRI. So go to ZocDoc.com mylet and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoc. dot com slash mylet. Zocdoc.com slash mylet. If you've been listening or watching the show for a long time, you know what a big believer in NetSuite I am. I've been talking about them now for years. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors, which is why I've been using them now for five years myself. Over 37,000 other companies have as well. They've made the moves. Do the math. Now you'll see profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash mylett. netsuite.com slash mylett, M-Y-L-E-T-T. NetSuite.com slash mylet. I'm just, as you're talking, I'm processing, the reason this show's going to explode is this is really what I'm asked about the most. Really? Yeah. I want to be free. I don't know how to do it. I'm not sure where to begin. I'm not very good at anything. I'm not sure what my passion is. Like, you're literally checking all of the boxes. Like, I, I'm unable to ask you the questions on here because you're one in front of me, which is like <laughs> the, the sign of a great interview. Okay. Let's say I go, okay, I'm going to start to create some content. I'm writing a blog. I'm just going to start downloading. By the way, what you said earlier, I want to validate another thing. That when you start getting on these podcasts or you start just writing or you start just creating content, you do begin to work out your voice. It's very much Mm -hmm. like the stand-ups that I've had on my show. But a lot of my comedy friends are like, look, man, I go to the comedy store to work out my bit before I go to the big arena. I work it out. What works? What's the sequence? And as you're doing it over and over, you're like, "This is the setup. This is the punchline. This is the story in the middle." That's how you create content. You yes. start to have your message. More and more podcasts I've done. I'm like, "Now that would work on stage. Yes. That could be a video for me." So it's the doing of it that makes you better at expressing yourself.
1: Thank you. Right? Action creates clarity. If yeah. you're not in action, it all feels confusing overwhelming that's another yeah. thing i hear from my students all the time i'm so overwhelmed i'm so confused i don't know which way to turn yeah. so they don't do anything
0: they don't do anything yeah. the other thing they don't know how to do and it's in your stuff here so i'm so grateful that you're willing to share by the way like there's very few books where you're like wow this is stuff that you could have charged a fortune for that's in like a 25 dollar book yeah. right so that's one of the reasons that i love your content but it's actually how to craft your offer yeah. Right? Like, okay, I kind of got a little content going here. I think I kind of have found a little bit of my message. How do I craft an offer to people so I'm actually because by the way, maybe you need to make two hundred and sixty-seven dollars the first time right. to just have some experience of having your offer. Now I we both want you to be more successful yes. than that. But how does one begin to craft an offer? This is the hardest thing for me. I had content. Yeah. I kind of got okay, this would be stuff I create. I was uncomfortable asking for an offer. I didn't know how to write one. I wasn't yep. good at copywriting. I wasn't sure how to sequence things. So how do we do that?
1: Okay. So when you think about crafting an offer, obviously, I love that you're asking about this because people want to make money. Right. And a lot of people need to make money pretty quickly, mm-hmm. obviously, leaving a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. So you want to start to think, obviously, you're getting clear about you, you do the, the sweet spot. You're getting clear yes. about what you That's would want huge. to teach. Yep. Then we have to start thinking about, well, how are we going to package it? and there are tons of ways that you can make money and package it but in the book I walk through three really specific ways and the first way is one on one coaching consulting anything like that Mm. and I think When you do one-on-one consulting or group coaching, that's where you start to, again, get your message clear, your framework, your roadmap, Mm -hmm. so that you know what gets people results. Mm -hmm. So I love just starting out with that. And when you do that, I talk about pricing, like Mm -hmm. how much am I going to charge? package it up say I'll give three months of coaching to ten people and that's how I'm going to just start making money Very good. and that's essentially yeah. kind of what I did in the beginning yeah. and the truth is I didn't love it I don't love working one-on-one I'm much better say teaching yeah yep. but I had to start somewhere yep. and so I didn't know I didn't love it until I did it mm-hmm. now I did it for two years and then realized wait this I gotta get jam. out of this yes yep. so that's one of the things that you could do now another thing one of my most favorite things that I teach in the book is a workshop course. So anybody could do this. Okay, mm-hmm. A workshop course is like a mini digital course. So it's not like tons of modules, tons of lessons, overwhelming. It's like a one to two hour training. Okay. So, you think about what's one thing that I could teach really well, what's something that my friends or family or if you have a small audience mm. ask about all the time, mm. and what could I teach in an hour or two and just drill down on it? Mm. So what you do is you charge a hundred or two hundred dollars and you do it live, yep. okay? So you start to tell people on social, you tell your friends, coworkers, whoever you want to tell, I'm going to teach this live mm. and that way. I always say your first launch is much, as much for you as it is for your audience, mm-hmm. because again, you're getting into action and putting yourself yep, out there. Right. So you get on Zoom, we can make it as simple as possible, and you just teach your heart out for an hour or two. Okay. Maybe you teach for an hour and you do 30 minute Q&A. Let's okay. just keep it simple. Okay. Now that you have that and people paid for it, let's just say you made a thousand bucks. People pay a thousand bucks for it, but now you have it recorded. Mm-hmm. And you could go and sell that over and over Ooh. again. And my thing is, Ed, mm. when I come on podcasts like this, and because I'm such, uh, I'm love you dearly, and I think yeah, it's so yeah. cool to be here. I think, is this going to be sophisticated enough? Am mm. I going to share something that people are like, "Whoa, that blew my mind"? But then I remember how I created this business with absolute simplicity. My my motto is always, "Let's keep it simple, get fancy later." Gosh. So because of that, because if I could get fancy and tell you about funnels yep. and all these different strategies and paid ads. No one's going to do it in the beginning. A million percent. Right? So I know my audience well enough to say, you could do an hour Zoom with 10 people to get your feet wet, and we could turn that into thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay, it's
0: so brilliant, and you're 100% right. And the biggest mistake I made when I got into this space was trying to be too sophisticated and trying to go to level 10 right away. And I'm not meeting people where they are. You have to meet people where they are, and then you can bring them to this more sophisticated stuff if and when you're even capable of teaching it. Totally. And for me, I was like, I'm taking level 10, like, no, man, I just need to know how to like get a morning routine. I'm like, yes. well, let me tell you about the reticular activating system in your brain and neuroplasticity. And I'm like, they're like, no, 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 no. I need to go all the way back here. Yeah. So you're a billion percent right. I think, by the way, I know the thing about women. I have a couple female friends who you don't know that my, their friends were criticizing them. Who is she to be coaching people? Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she lives in an apartment. Like, yes. what is she living in an apartment? I'm like, well, I lived in an apartment once. Actually, I didn't pay the rent for a while, I was so broke. I didn't even have power or water at one point. Should that have discounted me back in the day?
2: Absolutely. And
0: I want you to speak to that a little bit, that you don't have a bunch of monetary success. The other thing people don't know, and I'm gonna let everybody in here, the females in the space are the ballers. I'm this tell is you.
1: why I love Ed so much because yeah. I know you believe this. I do. Yeah, I've heard you talk about well, this.
0: Well, number one, I believe that the, and I mean this discount on my brothers in the space. <laughs> There's amazing people in the space, and you have to be very careful when you start saying what I'm saying. I'm just, most people tell me, it's like, seems like most of your friends in this space are the, uh, the female influencers and the teachers. I'm going to tell you why. They provide me more value personally. They're better friends of mine. Their content is incredible. Their advice is incredible. And just so you know, behind the scenes, their financial success is incredible. It was one of the things that surprised me when I got into the space was how successful so many people were in this industry compared to other industries. Yes. This is a big time industry to get involved with. And a lot of your listeners going, who's gonna give me $200 or $80 to go to my online thing? Do you know how much people spend, I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for my daughter to go to a university right now. Yes. People spend money all the time on upgrading their, in- this is the way the world is now and you have something to share. But just to the women part of it a little bit. Yeah. I think more women think they can't because they have to be perfect. Maybe yes. I'm overgeneralizing. No. You tell me if I'm I right. I
1: feel like that's very true.
0: And also let them in to know like there's a whole bunch of women really doing great things in really this space.
1: Crushing it. Yes. Okay. So when I left, this I am this woman you're talking about. Mm-hmm. When I left my Tony Robbins job, I'm so embarrassed to tell you this. I created a bunch of videos, okay? okay? And I've always been self-conscious of my weight. I've always been self-conscious of how I look. And so to do these videos, it was a very big deal for me. Okay. So I recorded them, but then did nothing with them. Mm. Okay, they just sat on my computer. Mm. And my sweet husband one day said like, where's all these videos you're creating? Like, I don't see them anywhere. And I'm like, I can't, I can't put them out there. Mm. And he asked me why, and I said, because I'm afraid what Tony Robbins is going to think about me. He's gonna say, who is she to be doing this? She was behind the scenes. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Or my coworkers that I used to work with, they're going to think I'm crazy or a total fake. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, babe, I love you so much, but I gotta tell you, Tony Robbins is not thinking about you. He's got his own <laughs> life going on. Like, you're the least thing in his mind right now and your coworkers are concerned about themselves, not you. And in that moment, I was embarrassed, but I yeah. thought, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about me every minute and how I look and how I sound. Other people are not doing that. And if they were... They're not paying the bill, bills. It's a
0: million percent, right? right. They're
1: not yeah. paying the bills. They do not get an opinion. Yeah. And if they had an opinion about me, it's absolutely about themselves. That's right. Right? That's right. And I, when I learned that, and luckily I learned it early on, mm-hmm. I realized this is ridiculous. It is
0: ridiculous. Right? Yep.
1: So that whole thing about what are other people going to think, and they might have an opinion, mm-hmm. and who cares? We cannot worry about that anymore. Yeah.
0: You have grown to such a point in this space. I meant what I opened the show with. The, my first introduction to you wasn't you it was other people in a room going just so
1: you know that is so cool i never knew that yeah
0: just so you know and i knew who you were before that but i okay i'm going to tell you the truth i was told about that time. i'm not going to say it here what you were doing a year in income yeah you yeah and i got into the car after that event and i called my wife and i because i was in the space but just like getting paid to speak and i went you will not believe how successful these. I kept telling her my favorite speakers at these events, for whatever reason, for me are most of the female teachers. Yeah. I don't know why that is for me. Just they are. Just their content resonated with me. Things I needed to know tactically, they know. Yeah. And and so I'd already told her that for a while. A few of you, and then I got in the car and I go, I had no. Like, they're crushing it. And so so much opportunity. And so to now for me, I'm hearing it in the reverse, to now know this woman that I know is so successful, to know that it goes all the way back, like I didn't even know then that he would work for Tony. I didn't even know that your first course made $267. I didn't know any of these things. But I have learned a lot from you. And one of the things I learned, especially from, I wish I knew this stuff five years ago but one of the things you're obsessed with doing that let me just tell you before she teaches us she is 1 million percent right and that is that you got to be focused on building your email list
1: Thank you, I'm yeah. so glad we're gonna yeah. talk about
0: so it. So please, like, okay. it's th- it's the number one Ugh. thing I missed, Yes. number one dumbass thing I did. Same, same. And, and the key, and you, you're you the, really, most people don't put these in books. It's like a yeah. secret in the business, but you did, so talk okay. about it. Okay,
1: and I think most people don't put it in the books because it's not sexy. You're
0: right. People right. do
1: not wanna do this, yeah. and so I'm gonna tell you all a secret, that if you do this, your competitors likely will not. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And that is building an email list, getting yes. names and emails into a Software and using that list. So I've got some stories for you Give on this it. one. The $267 failed launch is because I had a tiny email list that I never nurtured. There was nobody to market to. Yep. Now, people listening might say, but social media. You, you could use social media. Do not build your business on rented land. Oh, rented land is Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That they change their algorithms tomorrow and boom, yes. you're changed. Uh, Elon buys Twitter and you don't like the way he's doing it anymore, and you relied on Twitter for your business, you're screwed. Yes. And so that's why I love social media, okay. but I'm never gonna bank everything on it. Absolutely not. Who were you? <laughs>
2: Keep going. I, yeah. I
1: I wish that my biggest regret in my business, I say this all the time, is I waited two years to start growing that email Me list. Too. And that's why it was so hard, right? Number
0: one regret of my whole business career.
1: Same, same. So So anyone listening, yes, Yes. the best time to grow an email list was yesterday. The best next time (laughs) is today. Here's the (laughs) thing: about a year ago. Uh, Facebook and Instagram went down. Do you remember the day yes. it went down for hours and hours and hours? Okay, It
0: was actually a great day for me in the sense that I was Amen. like, oh my gosh, my life is so good right now. Isn't
1: that so sad but yes, true? It is. Yes, but go I ahead. felt the yes. same way. Yes. So that day, Instagram and Facebook went down. It was a coincidence that that morning, I sent an email list to a very small portion of my list for a digital course I've had for years. It's a four, It was a $400 digital course. I had it for years, but I wanted to kind of get it out back to my audience and remind them that it's waiting for them if mm-hmm. they want it so I sent this email to a small portion of the the group Mm -hmm. and uh, hours in we made eighteen thousand dollars on the day that Facebook and Instagram went down imagine if I thought I could just rely on them that day I couldn't and so I have a dad that is blue collar to the bone. He's a firefighter, retired firefighter. Does not get this online world. If you ask my dad what I did, I'd be mortified to hear what he said. <laughs> I have no idea what would he would come explain. across very silly, very Just weird.
0: <laughs> his description so <laughs> but, true.
1: And right. when I left my corporate job, he was very worried that his baby girl was not going to be able to su- survive and make enough money. Imagine. And I told him many years ago, Dad, if I have an email list, I will always be able to make money. You're That's right. the only thing I knew to tell him. Mm. So he didn't understand an email list. I let him know, and I said, as long as my email list grows, I will always be able to make money. Mm-hmm. Every time he calls me on Sunday, how's your email list? Does he really? Like, so that, that is, part of it, he knows. He gets that. He yeah, gets that. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is life-changing and business-changing. It's
0: the number one thing it's, number it's the thing. number one thing okay I've had 400 shows no one's ever said it on here it's the number one thing it Agree. is I love what you said about rented real estate I love that you know my average post is shown to three percent of my following yes and it's like I gotta hope they're there when it's there at the time yeah you're like it's just it's when I, okay, let me tell you when I discovered it, when my book came out, so I've been in the space this long. Okay,
1: talk to me about so that. so
0: everybody's like, okay, brother, so, and by the way, it's the number one book on the planet.
1: Huge. Huge. <laughs>
0: However, it have been way bigger had I been focused on building, I've got millions of social media followers, i got a podcast that gets millions of downloads, and people are like, so what about your, I'm like, email list? Should I have been doing that? They're like, you're kidding, right? Like, you're the one of the biggest dudes in the whole right. space. You're kidding me that you have not done this, and I'm like, well, not really. Like didn't they didn't know tr- that. Here's how bad I was. When you would come to my website and you would opt into particular parts of my website, I still didn't add you to my email list. Stop when it. I got your emails, don't <laughs> laugh at me. So it's it's my my business strategy. I got the content stuff down. I got, my business strategy right now is grow my email list. So I don't care if you have two emails. So you cool. need to grow it to forty. Forty. Yes. You got to grow it to two thousand. Yes. Two thousand. Grow it to five thousand. So here's some. St- how does someone do that?
2: Yes. What okay. could they
0: be doing? So they're going to use social to grow an email list potentially, that, right? So, yes. do, what are some strategies to grow an email list?
1: Okay. I want to back up and say right. that an email list converts four times better than a social media post, hands down. At least, At I least buy that step, right? Sure. So, yes. absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's so important. So, how do you grow an email list? Well, I'm going to start with a quick story. I have a student. He's a photographer. And during COVID, he was getting no business because he had to go out and right. uh, meet with people. So, he created a program where he taught how to do flash photography, that's all, just flash photography. He sold it and he had 100 people on his email list and made $12,000 for a guy that never sold anything online. Mm -hmm. Now the reason I tell you the story is I didn't say he had 100,000 people on his email list. I didn't even say he had 1,000. 100 people okay. so it's not that you have to have a massive email list It's that you have to have engaged people that want to hear from you they've raised their hand giving you a hot commodity name and email in exchange for hearing from you okay. so I just want to set the stage we're not talking about huge email list where you can make some good money okay okay so the first thing is really you need good. a you need a lead magnet you need a cheat sheet checklist guide 10-minute meditation if you're in the yoga space mm. uh, a quick video training mm. you need something that's valuable mm. now my motto has always been and give your best stuff away for free. I feel like you live by this I motto. Do. I do. So don't hold back. Make it really juicy and good mm. and something that people are like, I've got to have that. Yes. Because the trick is if they download your guide and they go through it and if they think this is so good, I wonder what the paid stuff looks like, right. you've won. Big That's up. what you want people to think. So think about what you could teach that would be so good and people mm. would want it and mm. you package it up any way you want to. Mm. From there, you've got to sign up for an email service provider. I know we're getting a little basic, no. but these are things people just don't know. Yeah, they don't. So there's so many great ones out there. My favorite is ConvertKit if okay. you can get started for free. Okay. And so you have to get an email service provider so that you could legally collect the names and emails, Mm -hmm. and then from there, that's the software you use to send out your broadcast. And so you're putting your guide out there, you're putting it on social, you're talking about it when you're interviewed on somebody's show, you're making videos about it, you could run ads to it, and you're growing that email list. Mm. But here's the part that absolutely no one talks about, what do you do when they're on your list? Yes. Because my thing was I had 600 people on a list and I made $267 because I never emailed them. Okay. I believe you should email your list once a week, rain or shine, never miss a week. Okay. And what are you emailing them? Well, it goes back to what we first talked about. Do you have a podcast? Yep. Do you have a video show? Do yep. you have a blog? You're sending them your weekly original content. Got it. My podcast does really well, not as big as yours, but it's like well. over a, a million downloads a month. Yep. And the only reason why I think it's grown that way well, is because every single Thursday I email my list and I remind them I've got a new show out. Mm. And if I miss a Thursday, my downloads will go down, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That list is everything to me. But it's that consistency. That's what people are missing. They'll email maybe once a month or here's what they're gonna think. Mm -hmm. That's a lot every week. People are going to unsubscribe. You know who unsubscribes? The people that aren't interested in learning from you. Let them go. You're so, not for
0: everyone. So bring them to your content, giving them something of value. Yep. Or entertainment even. Could even entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. Have a
1: fun have a good time with it. Okay. Yes.
0: What about emailing too much? The latter. Is there such a thing? So unsubscribes like I, uh, just yesterday, this dude just keeps hitting me. It's like his problem ain't once a week. His problem is it's uh, every six hours I feel like he's hitting me. Okay, so there's a window there too, right? I
1: think there's a window. I think the cadence of once a week is really easy and smart. Now, when I'm in a promo, when I'm launching a, a course, You'll hear from me every day, yeah. And uh, on the last day, you'll hear from me three times. Yep. And I have tested this. I will make a lot more money if I go hard the last day. It's
0: all the last days. What I've been right. Learning. I, I kept know. Surprised by that
1: more so than ever right yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. But so yeah, launches are different. the The regular content that you want to add value once a week is a perfect sweet spot.
0: Okay. This is so good. Like this is a masterclass for free. Everybody. That's why you need to go get the book. Okay, a couple more things, because time's flying by. How does one lever? let's, let's go to social now. Yeah. Bro. So my experience on my social is, since the beginning, this is what most people think, I don't have a camera crew, I don't have this, I don't have that. The truth is, for me, the market speaks to me, and the market tells me that my less curated oh. content performs much better than my highly curated video content. Amen. That Like the, the stuff with just my phone, or just a picture, or just a well-written caption, perf- and here's why, it's more shareable. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to create shareable content. So, your social can be a mechanism to grow your brand, and your social can be a mechanism. You correct me if I'm wrong. It could also be a mechanism to grow your email. My problem was I grew a massive social yes. media following with no strategy whatsoever to yes. convert it to a owned land as opposed to the rented land that I was on. I want to yes. use the rented land to acquire land that I own. Absolutely. But I didn't get that. So, how about someone says, Yeah. How much should I post? What type of content? What would your advice be on something like that?
1: Okay, so we're talking social media? Yeah. Okay, so I think people should post daily. I I do think that, again, that consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone's listening right now and they wanna have an edge, an email list and being consistent. Those yeah. are two things that most people won't do when they're starting out because yeah. they chase every shiny object out yep. there. Yep. And so I think posting every single day on social is a great thing, and mm-hmm. even if it's just once a day. And you can use some of the content on TikTok that you do on Instagram, and we mm-hmm. kind of like repurpose stuff all the so time, do I. right? Yep. So I think that really works. Yeah. But. The thing is, you're I like the 80-20. 80% of the time you're posting value. You're not asking for anything in return. You're yeah. just giving, giving, giving. That 20% of, "Hey, did you did you get my did you get my guide? Did yep. you get my checklist or did you sign up for my program or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Great. But the more you give versus take, it people do know this online. You're right. It it's, it really comes through. Also, I 100% agree with the uh, stripped down, super simple so do iPhone videos. Yep. And it makes me mad because I do these great photo me shoots too. and no one's paying attention. Just... And then here I look like crap one yep. day and I just jump on, but I share something from my heart and it's like, boom.
0: It's so interesting you say that. I did a photo shoot yesterday and it was really long. And about halfway through, I'm like, and I know none of these are going to perform as well.
2: Right. They I never know, do. The better
0: one is when I just literally woke up. i like, hey guys, <laughs> just woke up. Like it's yes. the better stuff. Yes. I want to ask you, I want to make sure I was a couple things I want To ask you about it that I don't want to miss. Oh, so on the social part of it and on the email part of it, do you feel like if someone's creating, should they be doing the entertaining part of it to build an email list? I wonder. You you and I both know a few. I think of Evan Carmichael for a minute. Do you know who Evan is? He's a YouTube. Yes. Okay. So he's done well utilizing other people's content. So I'm wondering what your opinion is about, like to generate, to grow my email list, bringing value from other people's. Do, do you think it should all be self-generated content because you're building someone else's brand or for that weekly email or that post I want to put out to say, listen, this is something I saw that was valuable to me, that Mel Robbins did, that Joe Blow did, that, or, sh- or are you diminishing your own value by growing through leveraging other people's courses or content?
1: Okay, here's my answer to that. If you're just getting started and all you do is share other people's stuff, and because I'm in the Tony Robbins world or was, Mm -hmm. people share his quotes all the time or stuff that he said. If that's all you're doing because you're afraid to put your own stuff out there, you gotta do a gut check and say, why am I sharing everybody else's stuff? Because I'm afraid to have my own opinion and put my own thing out there because I'm afraid what people will think. If you give yourself a gut check and realize, no, that's not the case, I'm putting my own stuff out there, Mm I love talking about other people's stuff. Number one, I think it creates great relationship. It's a great thing to do for other people. I think you do it really Mm -hmm. well. You build up other people and it really pays off in a beautiful way. So I'm all about highlighting other people. Okay,
0: good. I I wasn't sure on that, Like, because you're so tactical. Yeah. are, Are you moving people away from you? Are you diminishing your own reputation or brand? So I'm glad to hear that you're not. So overall, You said that you've built a life that you don't need to take a vacation from. Yeah. Right? And that's the dream. It is. That is literally the dream. Is it? Be real here. Okay? Like, we're not on a podcast Okay. Um, This is just me and you. And I really want to know this because I evaluate this myself. Okay. Was that move worth it? In Mm. other words, you know, you know the hard parts of it. You know the sleepless nights. You know the pressure of continuing to grow when you're already up the flagpole a little bit. You know, like having this book out, it's like this thing better move, right? So was it, take take someone into this, being real, was all of this worth it?
1: The other day I was in the car with Hobie, my husband, mm. and I told him, I'm so uncomfortable. Every day I'm so uncomfortable because of this book launch. Mm. You have to ask for favors, yeah. you go on shows that you don't know the people, mm. uh, you just put yourself out there in a way different way than I've ever had. Mm. I think it's easier to sell a 2000 digital course than a $25 book. I don't know what that's about, but this has been uncomfortable. <laughs> and he looked at me and he reminded me that's how it's supposed to be. You have to be feeling that to Mm -hmm. grow. And I look back at the last 14 years of growing this and I've been so uncomfortable so many times. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely believe the rewards of having your own business, being your own boss, where nobody can tell you what to do or how to do it Mm -hmm. is absolutely worth all the pain, all the uncomfortable feelings Mm -hmm. and all the fear. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I employ all these people. I need to make this work and all of that I wouldn't change it for the world because okay. I go to bed at night and I know that I don't have to answer to anybody mm-hmm. and you know I know men are listening too. but the women that are listening we have usually had a boss since we were very young like mm-hmm. I said my dad and then a bunch of other bosses and I was someone who believed I always needed a boss I mm-hmm. always needed someone to tell me how to do it and when I I call it unbossing yourself when you unboss yourself the opportunities and the freedom that you feel outweighs every bit of challenges it takes to get there.
0: Beautiful answer. And by the way, you've done this so elegantly too. I think it's maybe one of the other reasons. It's just like the way in which most of my female friends in this space have done it is um, more tasteful. I don't Mm -hmm. know what I would call it, more serv... This sounds bad. My buddies in this space are awesome.
2: <laughs> they
1: are. I, like, gosh, there's some that sounds, amazing men care- in this space. But women do it differently. I really yeah. do believe we do, I, I do, and there's something special about that. And
0: I think the men listening to this who want to do it, you should not only be studying the men in the space. Okay,
1: I love that. I've never yeah. heard another man say that, Fact. but it's true.
0: Okay, you want to know one of my secrets, guys? <laughs> I just gave it to you. There it is. So I already know what most of the dudes are going to say. I've learned from the women in this space. I've learned. Makes me emotional because so many have been so. My life is so much richer because so many of you have been in it. And I don't know, it's making me emotional. I, I, I just, I've learned a lot about how to communicate differently. What really matters to different types of people, not just speaking to people like me or like I used to be, um, being willing to reveal parts of my personality and my emotions that maybe I would have never done that had I not been encouraged or given permission to do it by a lot of my female friends in this space, they're remarkable. And there's, you guys listening, it's a lot to be learned there. And you ladies listening, you should know, this space is wide open.
2: Wide open. Wide
0: open, and you have some unbelievable pioneers in front of you that are really, trust me, really killing it, (laughs) like Amy here in front of me. Let's do this last, even though it's tactical. You do have these like five how to deep you, unboss yourself. Yes. What, what's the term that you use? Unboss. Unboss yep. yourself. Just give us one or two of those last, since it is worth it. And I'm like, I got to get unbossed. I'm a I'm a woman or I'm a man. Listen to this, right? Like, I got to get unbossed. What's a couple strategies you'd share?
1: So the number one thing is with unbossing yourself is you have to believe that you are capable of doing it your own. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this really quick. I decided about three years into my business that I needed a business partner and I won't get into it I tell the story in the book I won't get into all the details but literally within a span of 24 hours I said yes to a guy coming into my business taking 50 percent of it. it was I made the decision it wasn't his fault and I said yeah I, I could use a help. I was almost at a million dollars in my business, oh, and I thought, God. maybe I can't do this alone. What if I mess up? Who, who am I going to look toward, or whatever? Mm. So I took a business partner, and we did explode the business. It did go really well until the, I realized I went back to all my old habits of letting somebody else boss me around, tell me what to do. And I couldn't believe I had gotten there. I literally felt like I was working for him. And <sighs> again, totally my fault, not his. And that is the day I realized I have to once and for all unboss myself I have to believe that I don't need anybody else to help me do what I want to do and I have to believe that if I crash and burn I do have the capacity to get back up I don't need somebody else to lift me back up and listen I love men so I'm not men bashing but I always gravitated thinking I needed a man to help me do what I do and so when I realized that I thought I can unboss myself and then I could teach other people how to unboss themselves as well Mm -hmm. and another way so one you have to believe that you have the capacity to do it on your own Mm -hmm. the other thing you have to do is understand that you will crash and burn and that does not mean that you are not worthy of being an entrepreneur or going out on your own Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will get in the space of being their own boss something doesn't work right and they run back to what they knew one of the things I love is you got to burn the boat and storm the island, Yes. and I had to burn the boat saying, you never get to go back to a nine-to-five job, Amy. You have to figure this out on your own. And so those are the moments that I realized unbossing is one of the most powerful things you can do, and I think it really, beyond strategy, it starts in your mind.
0: I totally agree with you. You said something in the beginning I just want to acknowledge about unbossing yourself, which was, there's this great book called The E-Myth. Did you ever read The E-Myth? Yeah, it's one of the best entrepreneurial books of all time. No one reads it anymore. Well, I shouldn't say that, but most people don't know because it's an older book written by a guy named Michael Gerber, who's a little bit crazy. I've had him speak with me at some events. (laughs) But he uses this term in the book called an entrepreneurial seizure.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. When
0: you have an entrepreneurial seizure. And the one thing I will say to everybody about this is what Amy said in the very beginning about when you have that seizure, you're in that moment, you better take advantage and set your deadline. When you've had that event, that seizure of like, I wanna be an entrepreneur, set the deadline, right? And that'll be the most freeing experience of your life. And at the same time, know that you better know why you're gonna do it because when that seizure goes away and you're left with just the work yes. and the financial hardship you better have something very deep within you that gives you that resiliency to persevere and here's one of the resources that would help you persevere it's Amy's book mm-hmm. it would help you persevere during these times you're gonna to need to be reading something that reminds you that you go back to tactically that you go back to emotionally and I really believe Amy's book could help you with that so it's called two weeks notice Find the courage to quit your job, which we talked a lot about, make more money, which we actually covered, work where you want, which we covered, and change the world, which is the end result if you do these things and what you did here today. Several million people's world changed today, and they heard me mispronounce three words, which I normally don't do in the show. <laughs> so please go get her book. It's out February 21st. You can pre-order it if you're hearing it before then. You can just go order it if you're hearing this afterwards. You are remarkable. Thank and you. today was one of the fastest shows I've ever done, like literally <laughs> flew by. And I watched my producer when we do shows. I watch her behind you, and she's like just nodding and smiling, oh, and she, she loved it. So thank you, Amy.
1: Thank you, friend. I really appreciate you having me on. It was so good. So fun.
0: So good. All right, hey, look, guys, go get her book, right? And go get my book. Go get The Power of One More. You get those two together, you're freaking unstoppable. So go get my book. Share this with people who want to be free you know someone who wants to be free share today's show with them we gave them a masterclass amy rather gave them a masterclass on how to do it god bless you all max out your life go do one more this is the Ed mileage show